Oh, hey, didn't see you there. Welcome to Secondary Fermentation, presented by East Carolina Beer and Brewing, episode number 56. And I'm joined by... Lauren. And... Nick. And I'm Joe, and we are the hosts of this lovely beer podcast. If you never turned in before, we think it's lovely, but most people don't. <laughs> I don't know. Nine out of ten dentists really like it. <laughs> nine out of ten just don't recommend this <laughs> podcast. Um, but if you do like us, make sure you write us a review on your favorite podcast platform. But yeah, so we're here. Uh, we're back again for another episode. And we got a couple shout outs before we get started today. Uh, one thing we wanted to shout out was Stash Strong and their Brew Stash Strong uh, effort, which is something they do to, to partner up with breweries across the country to, to produce a limited edition beer that helps support brain cancer research. So it's a, it's a pretty cool movement. Uh, so keep an eye out in your local area for a Brew Stash Strong beer. Also, grow a mustache if you... Yeah, if you can grow a mustache, if you're not like me and you actually can grow a mustache, grow one. I think I might have some difficulty in that department as well. Not what I said. Yeah, um, (laughs) so some North Carolina breweries to highlight that are partnered with this initiative. uh, Camelback Brewing Company in Sanford, North Carolina. There's D9 Brewing in Cornelius. Cornelius. Highwire Brewing, which is kind of all over now, but I think based in Asheville. Uh, King Canary... Brewing Company in Mooresville, North Carolina, uh, Red Buffalo Brewing, Shortway Brewing, Suffolk Punch Brewing, and Sycamore Brewing are, oh, and 26 Acres Brewing, Wrightsville Beach Brewery, and Oscar Blues. Oscar Blues has a location in North Carolina? Why did I, I think that, that was? Yeah, I didn't realize that huh. either. In Brevard. But uh, those are, yeah, some of the partners in North Carolina that are part of that 350 plus network of breweries um yeah pretty cool initiative and pretty cool that we have a lot of big names in that uh within our state yeah i'm definitely gonna be keeping an eye out for that beer see what we can get and see how it is and yeah. support maybe we can do a little review if we get our get our hands on it yeah exactly yeah so what else we got to shout out here yeah so we uh just recently went to greenville united's first NPSL. NPSL National Premier Soccer League. Yeah, they're the uh, the new like new soccer team in town. It's got a really cool uh, upstart. I think they actually formed the brand in 2020, but this is the first year where they're on the the circuit for the NPSL. Had a match against Virginia Dream on Saturday on this past Saturday. When you're listening to this episode, it'll have been almost a week, and we went and checked it out. It was a fun time. Pretty. Pretty moderate crowd for being a new team, mm-hmm. really. Uh, oh, yeah. They, Good turnout, I thought. I mean, you know, great weather, and it's uh, on a really nice pitch. It was looking lovely. <laughs> looking lovely today, uh, lads. And actually, there's a local tie with Pitt Street Brewing Company here in Greenville. They yeah. partnered with the Greenville United Bucks, and they serve beer at the events, serve some food trucks there, some Italian ice. But... Uh, <laughs> Really, it's a good family event. Uh, tickets are not expensive right now. You can get season mm-hmm. tickets. You can get merch. Support a local team. Support your local vendors, and yeah, uh, you know, just have a good time. If you like watching live sports, uh, the team is you know they're they're up and coming. We hope to see them grow, and mm-hmm. it was fun to kind of get our first glimpse. And we'll probably stop by a few more games this year, I imagine. Oh, for sure, yeah. And they play. If you're in the Greenville area listening, they play at the John Paul Catholic High School. Uh, which has a really impressive uh, 
athletic complex there. But it was a great time. Yeah, got to hang out in the beer garden and watch some some football. Some footy. Some footy. Some soccer. But yeah, Greenville United Football Club. Check them out. Ate some burgers. Ate some burgers, yeah. Ate some Italian ice. <laughs> yeah. And if you, you know, if you listen to our, was it our last episode? I think it was our last episode, talking about Brewgaloo. Well, the, the same people that put on Brewgaloo, the shop local Raleigh group, they are putting on NC Hopsfest 2023. And when did you say that was, Nick? June 24th? That is correct. June 24th. It'll be the same kind of format they've had the last couple of years. So you can buy a ticket to one of the available sessions. It's a all-you-can-drink, within reason, type of uh, <laughs> format. So no ticket sales, no like uh, the tokens. You just get a wristband and you get a taster glass and get to go around and sample yeah. all the different breweries in attendance. And I don't know the location. I'm, it may be at the fairgrounds again this year, but more to come on that, I'm sure. But you mm-hmm. can buy tickets now online. Yeah. Yeah, and just to, I guess, say this, we've never had before, but uh, we may have actually said that before, but all of these things that we're recommending and shouting out, we're not sponsored by them. Yeah, we're not sponsored by anyone, no, <laughs> except like, for our wallets. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so if we're recommending something or shouting it out, it's because we like it and we think that you might too. So and I guess transitioning a little bit away from that now, but uh, today's episode, summer is approaching and we've had some very beautiful weather that's marking the transition to summer and you know maybe got you thinking that you're a little bit thirsty out there in the heat and you want a refreshing crushable summer beverage but maybe you don't want an imperial stout or maybe you're just sick of drinking pilsners well have (laughs) we got the option for you (laughs) lemonade lemonade (laughs) yeah set up your local lemonade stand (laughs) that's what i'm drinking these drink some water you alcoholics (laughs) (laughs) hydrate No, of course we're not talking, but Lauren, it's close with the lemonade. We are going to talk today about Shandies and Rattlers and what's the difference. And we've actually, you know, got some ingredients here to make our own Shandies and Rattlers. I'm sure everybody's seen the commercial for uh, Line and Kugels <laughs> at some point in their life. You mm-hmm. know, big commercial uh, Shandy. I can't recall the last time that I've had that uh, or if I even liked it when I had it. Enjoyed it. There was a um, the first time I had one was actually at a music festival. I was doing a rotation out in Arizona, and they had those. And then we were there at the end of the concert, and uh, they were like, "Oh, we have all these extra shandies," and we're like, "All right, we have nowhere to be." And so they had already opened up all these cans, and they just gave you a bunch of free yeah. lining kugels. Yeah. Well, dang, that's pretty cool. Well, yeah. I, I I'd take that for sure. Yeah. I don't know the last time I've had it. I know I have a fond memory of drinking it at tailgates, especially early morning tailgates. You know, it's hard to crack a beer at mm-hmm. eight in the morning, but if it's a summer shandy uh, from Lining Kugels, yeah. you get that lemon, that kind of light, crisp, refreshing mouthfeel. And it just, it's, it kind of wakes, brightens up the day a little bit, and you're not as appalled as drinking just a, a pure Pilsner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And then Rattlers, we encountered them last one on our trip to Germany. Uh, Oktoberfest, actually, Rattlers are a popular option if you, you know, drink a few liters of beer and you're like, I can't handle drinking another liter of 7% beer. Uh, Rattlers are a good option. Uh, More of a German take, whereas Shandies, as we'll talk about in a little bit, are more of an an English origin. 
but let's go ahead and make one. So we we didn't buy any. We've uh, actually got some German Pilsners here, some Warsteiners, which I've I've just come to enjoy just cracking them here. We're and not there. sponsored by Warsteiner, <laughs> but it is available at Costco, and it's a German Pilsner. Um, so for any Shandy Radler, the ratio is about half and half of your Pilsner or other light beer, and you mix that with your ingredient of choice. For the Shandy today, our selection that we have, we have some ginger ale that we'll be mixing with it. So mixed between ginger ale, ginger beer, from what we saw with the history of it, for our ginger ale, we didn't we don't have any high quality stuff. This is just what we made in, in the soda stream. But you want to do about 50-50. So let me see if I can eyeball this. That's pretty cool. You've got the soda stream. You can just do you do you just have a bunch of serbs for that thing right now? Yeah. It's like part of our wedding registry. So yeah. just, I don't think we've really had to buy any, except for Lauren likes the the Dr. Pete, which is yeah, the Dr. Pepper knockoff. <laughs> I like it. So, yeah, so our shandy that we are drinking here is a Warsteiner German Pilsner mixed with a ginger ale. Let's give it a taste. Do you need to stir that up at all? I mean, just... I poured it in, hopefully, violently enough that it would be two very missable liquids, and it looks like it's relatively well mixed. Looks like apple juice. Hmm. Huh. Pretty sweet. Like Actually, s- a lot more sweet than I thought it would be being half beer, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to give it a what's it smell like? Little sniff, Lauren, since you can't taste it. Oh, I guess you could probably. Still smells like taste beer. It. <laughs> Very effervescent. Uh, so you probably want to do something carbonated, so you're not cutting that, so you don't have flat beer in your in your container. But yeah. uh, so this is carbonated ginger ale. Um, and ginger ale, I think when I was prepping for this episode, I thought was a weird thing to put in a shandy because usually. I mean, the line and Kugels and all those are usually like lemon or lemonade or grapefruit or some sort. But as we'll see that, it's more of a trend with Rattlers. But ginger ale, apparently, is one of the more common traditional ingredients. Yeah, that was striking to me as well. I like it. It's definitely different than, like, when you think of a shandy, like, this is not the flavor that I, that comes to mind, but I enjoy it. It has a, it has a, bit of a an overly sweet flavor for me to want to drink this all the time it's not as refreshing to me as like a lemon no shandy would be or, or like a, a citrusy shandy oh i did just mix a it up a little bit better and it was a little less sweet so i wonder if it wasn't as vigorous of a pour maybe the head from the beer since i poured that first made it so it didn't mix so well mm-hmm. definitely mouthfeel though is really nice adding in that soda Get a little bit of extra carbonation. Oh, oh yeah, brightens it up extra, a bit. but makes it nice and mm-hmm. effervescent. A little bit lighter mouthfeel, but yeah, pretty sweet, uh, but very refreshing. And by doing this, you're drastically, I mean, cutting the alcohol content because this beer uh, on its own is only four point eight percent. So you take half of that, <laughs> we're sitting at about two point four percent ABV. So nothing crazy, but. So that's, that's, I can drink that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Whoa, I had eight chandies. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine, that's fine. Yeah, that was, a, like you said, you mentioned Oktoberfest, and we'll kind of go a little bit into the the history of Rattlers, but definitely, I think that's kind of what you're going for with, you know, making a, uh, 
a summer crusher. You want something that's going to be light but still full of flavor. And mm-hmm. I think when you get to these really light pilsners that are just very flat watery, you're not really getting you know a lot out of it. You're, you're maintaining a lower ABV and you're able to like kind of consume a few if you're out on the boat or yeah, you know, hanging by the the pool. But this adds some complexity and some more flavor, some brightness, like we mentioned to the beer. And so you're kind of like, oh, this is delicious. So you're getting the best of both worlds. You get more flavor, but also keeping the ABV at a pretty low tick so that you can enjoy for a longer stretch of time and not be out of your sorts. Yeah, you're just making it, uh, you know, real. Mixing it up, basically. You know, you're keeping it. Yeah. Keeping it classy. So uh, as we talked about, you know, Rattlers and Shandies are very similar. You know, I kind of think of it as bourbon and whiskey. Because what's the saying? All bourbon is whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon. It's kind of like all Rattlers are Shandies, but not all Shandies are Rattlers. It's kind of how I think about it. (laughs) I didn't think about it in that context, but that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, but Shandies, uh, basically, light beer mixed with some sort of sweet beverage, be that lemon-lime soda, be it ginger ale, ginger beer, lemonade, grapefruit juice, you know, some other uh, things like champagne even. Uh, see mm. some of that, but Rattlers traditionally are more associated with lemonade and either lemonade, plain lemonade, or lemonade flavored with something else. You know, other types of fruit juice. So a little bit of a less broad spectrum for Rattlers. A little bit more specific uh, with their with that terminology. Yeah, I saw a lot of the lemon lemonade Rattlers and grapefruit were the two options that i recall seeing a lot of when we were mm-hmm. in germany oh yeah yeah i think i i recall seeing more grapefruit rattlers than any other kind of rattler that i've yeah come across like in like a, a pre-mixed version where you're buying it from a a brewing company mm-hmm. um yeah striking to me like the champagne aspect too because <laughs> yeah. we were reading about this i was like oh that's like a beer mosa yeah really but uh i guess some people also add beer to like oj and champagne to make a beer mosa Interesting. Um, that's just more of like a, you know. Yeah. You know, you're getting kind of crazy at that point. But, um, yeah, so like the, the history of the Shandy was really fascinating because it kind of, to me, seemed almost like uh, the layman's or the poor man's like fancy beer drink because <laughs> if you couldn't afford the really nice champagne or like the, you know, sparkling yeah. French wine, that's where the that uh, ginger beer or like the ginger ale would come into play because it was something that, you know, that every man could have access to. And it was like, okay, we're still adding a sparkling beverage to our beer. And uh, so actually, I guess Shandy's name kind of comes from the Britain term Shandy Gaff, which was, which was believed to mean um, basically like a lager with ginger or a, a Shandy with ginger, but the translation is kind of not totally confirmed. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it definitely comes from a place where it was like, how do we make a beverage that, is on par with kind of an elitist type or uh, you know high class beverage in Britain, but if we don't have the means to get you know sparkling wine, let's, yeah, uh, let's find something that kind of fits the the bill or it's like the the next tier down. Yeah, and it's interesting. So uh, shandies are older, you know, from the lore and the history. Uh, shandies are a little bit older. Mentioned first sometime around the 1850s, and actually when I was doing some little bit of research on it i saw some like newspaper clippings talking about uh 
you know, them having shandy gaffs. And in those things, they're like a shandy gaff. It's a ginger beer mixed with an ale. And then they're like, well, that's a peculiar drink, isn't it? And they're like, no, it's actually quite popular here. And I think the context of it was some sort of investigation of something a drunk man did. So <laughs> it was quite funny uh, reading that, <laughs> saying that he was like hopped up on shandy gaffs. But if it's only 2%, how many did he have? He had 19 shandy gaffs. <laughs> Well, if you mixed the ale with champagne, though, you'd have the converse. You'd have a elevated. Exactly. Well, in this in this context, they talked about ginger beer oh, was the okay. the mixer for it. But yeah, it was funny to see like even just old things. So eighteen fifties about uh, when that came around. But yeah, shandy gaff definitely an English term. Look at the shandy gaff. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point though. I'll see like. The people that were doing champagne with beer had to be just getting obliterated. Like you're just yeah. you're you're not diluting the beer; <laughs> you're making it stronger. stronger. Yeah. Why didn't you just drink a Miller High Life? Yeah. Champagne of beers. <laughs> Did you Miller- see the article that uh, Belgian customs like destroyed a huge shipment of Miller High Life because it said the champagne of beers, and it was like an unapproved slogan because oh, really? misleading that it was like champagne. What? Yeah. Pretty funny. I did not see that. <laughs> it kept popping up on my They're feed, and I, for, I meant to tell you guys. They're trying to a lawsuit later. Yeah, yeah, but just craziness. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if I could get so hopped up on Shandy Gaffs that I go commit some crimes, because this is quite sweet. It could be the ginger ale mixing. Maybe if we use, like, a Canada Dry, which is a yeah, little more like spicy legit, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, with actual ginger. Or a ginger beer. You know, you could mm. do that. Yeah. So I think the SodaStream uh, ginger ale mix is a little bit on the sweet, sweet side. side. That lemonade's also going to be um, pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Is this carbonated lemonade? Yes. The yeah. Lemonade is also carbonated. Yeah. So. so that was one distinction, uh, I think, in our minds in the U.S. here. When we hear lemonade, we think about that flat or, like, still mm-hmm. beverage mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. it's just water, sugar, and lemon, basically. But in Germany and, and European countries, lemonade often refers to a sparkling lemon beverage or, like, a lemon soda. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... I think that's an important distinction because, like, you know, we added in a carbonated ginger ale yeah. uh, to keep the beer, that carbonated mouthfeel present. Mm-hmm. So I think by adding something flat to it, you will water it down in mouthfeel, too. Yeah. Besides just watering down the alcohol content. And then I feel like you'd be really be overwhelmed by the sweetness. I mean, like, how gross is a flat soda? Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> and flat <true>. beer, too. <laughs> that carbonation really brings it to life. Yeah, there's a yeah. So like the history of the shandy, like we mentioned, it's uh, you know dates back a while, and it kind of has some. It's it's kind of based in a little bit of like lore and 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 just passing down stories of how it was first introduced, and it's the same kind of situation for the rattler, uh, but it's its terminology and its story is a little more recent. Uh, stories date back to uh, the 1920s, around 1922 actually. So the term rattler actually. Supposedly is attributed to one man named Franz Xaver Kugler. So he was a, a tavern owner, and uh, at the time in the twenties in Germany, bike biking or like bicycling was a huge boom. It was really taking off, and people were riding all around Munich and the area. And so Franz was like, "I'm gonna build a bike trail from Munich that goes right to my tavern," <laughs> and apparently it worked because then one day he had thousands apparently of cyclists. Cracking another Varsteiner. Getting ready for the, sh- for the, for the next one. Yeah, we're getting ready for the next iteration. 
So yeah, he has this bike trail that he supposedly forged from Munich to his tavern and went directly there. So people took the trail and ended up at a at an inn and they're like, hey, let's get something to drink. Well, he was not prepared for that many people to show up. You know, as legend says, there was 13,000, I think, people that arrived. That seems kind of crazy. I feel like yeah. that's a lot of cyclists. I don't know who was counting, but... <laughs> that's a lot of rattlers. Like, over what time yeah. frame? <laughs> Somebody <laughs> had too many shandy gaffs and they miscounted. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say that rattler translates to cyclist? Is no, that, yeah. Yes. So, yeah, rattler translates. you're getting there, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the name actually comes from that. Um, so that's supposedly the... the and, and the translation is obviously holds up, but that's supposedly the origin of the name. It comes from this innkeeper's crazy story about uh, inviting all these people in. And he's like, okay, I don't have enough beer. His, his Pilsner supply was about to run out, but he had all this lemonade, which in this case is sparkling lemon beverage, not just uh, flat lemonade as we're used to it in America. Uh, so he said, I'm, I'm just going to like have to add this in and kind of cut the beer and like stretch that supply out. And people loved it. Apparently the cyclists were like, this is really refreshing and delicious. And, it also was beneficial because it got rid of the lemonade that he wasn't selling. Because I don't know about you, but I don't go to a, a tavern or a bar <laughs> and lemonade. order lemonade. Um, <laughs> One lemonade, please. So I also wonder if the like rocks. the lemonade was really old and like stale or something. I guess it doesn't really stale, but I don't know. So yeah. it worked out for him. He got rid of a, a supply of lemonade that was not going anywhere. He also was able to stretch out his beer to appease all the customers that day and supposedly was the prospector of the Rattlers we know it. And it got really popular in Germany. Uh, as you guys mentioned, you went to Oktoberfest. It's now a popular item there. And, you know, we see it now even at some of the U.S. Oktoberfest. I think about Casita Brewing Company here in Wilson, North mm-hmm. Carolina, close to us. They usually have about four different offerings for their Oktoberfest beers. Uh, a Mertzen, a Fest beer, a Kolsch, and then they do a Rattler. Very nice. And I think it's really cool that uh, they did that. I didn't actually know that it had such a uh, rich tie into like German history in the you know uh, 20th century. But you know, really interesting that they're they're kind of paying homage to that and they're keeping up with the traditional German Oktoberfest beverages. And uh, it really works because you get something that's again like four percent, maybe even less than four percent, depending on how much you mix in. Um, but yeah, we talked about the similarities. It's more common to find a Rattler where you're having a mix-in or a blending of the Pilsner or a really light lager. Sometimes they use a Fest beer or like a Hellas I've seen. And they'll add in you know, a citrus juice or a citrus-based beverage like a grapefruit juice, lemon juice, or like a lemon-lime soda. Something that's sparkling and it's citrusy and it just brings down the ABV. It brightens it with that you know, nice citrus flavor and uh, makes for a really palatable thirst quenching beverage that kind of, you said, like mixes up your um, experience at Oktoberfest from just crushing, you know, Meritsons and, and you <laughs> fast, know, fast beers. beers. You're <laughs> like, I got to get something a little bit lighter because I'm sure it's like harder to just get plain water. You might as well get something that's like three oh, yeah. to four percent ABV. I don't know. You probably could have, but. Yeah, I don't. Like I said, it's not too easily. hard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Disclaimer: I did not drink any Rattlers. <laughs> I did. I got. Um, you did one. get one. And I think I also had one that was in a can. We went to that one place that was outside yeah, in Berlin. You, we went to that brewery that was there. 
Yeah, yeah. But I also got one um, at Oktoberfest as well. Yeah. But very cool. Very, mm-hmm. very interesting story and uh, uh, kind of a unique origin, as as they would say. That man was sehr klug. Hopefully I said that right. We've got some listeners in Frankfurt, Germany, which has been, I've been stoked to see the numbers of listens coming up from there. Uh, so very cool. Yeah. And so what do you think, Joe? You've had uh, a chance to try this lemon sparkling lemonade with the Warsteiner. Yeah, I've had a couple couple sips so far, trying to make sure it's adequately mixed. It's also very sweet. Uh, I think it would probably benefit from a little bit more fresh squeezed lemonade with a little more acidity and tartness because this one is just, again, kind of sweet. But it is a very different flavor profile than the last one, obviously. But I, I think I like it a little bit better than the ginger ale. Mm, yeah, definitely a lot of residual sweetness there. Um. I think, yeah, flavor-wise, it might be partial to the lemon or any kind of citrus. Yeah. I mean, you think about how often citrus is used in beer now. I think we can kind of attribute that a little bit to some of these styles that were, you know, have predated the kind of modern-day uh, offerings we've got. You know, like a lot of a lot of hops now have introduced citrus flavor and aroma and, oh yeah, and it's not even through any kind of adjunct; it's just strictly through the hop variety, mm-hmm. and so that that's become a really desirable flavor and aroma for beer. You know, same with like even you know getting a blue moon with a, a wedge of orange, you know, Coronas or any kind of like Mexican lager with limes, cervezas and limes. Yeah, there's now just like such a a high correlation between citrus fruits and beer well, of different just styles. Acidity too. I mean, yeah, it sours, works really well. So. It does. Yeah, and this is very refreshing on a very hot day. I would probably enjoy this. Again, I probably wouldn't drink a ton of them just because it is very sweet. Yeah. Um, and I think, it, I don't know, in, in part two, I feel like the Varsteiner also has a, a sweetness to it as well. You know, yeah. we were hanging out the other day and having a couple, and I was like, it does kind of have like a caramel-like sweetness to it. So I'm curious if that's contributing or if it's just the mix that we used. That's but, true. Yeah, and I also think I would be more inclined to get like a diet ginger beer or ginger and that's ale. what this is diet ginger or, ale too so oh, okay. i wonder if that like yeah, aspartame makes it a little bit the more artificial sweet yeah i just think for calories sake <laughs> no, i know yeah exactly you know because some of these those really are less calories now huh those yeah the beer is calories. less calories because of the addition of the ginger <laughs> yeah. and the lemonade well, they're so, both diet actually yeah so I, yeah i didn't like know that the <laughs> i didn't know those sodas were diet until you just told me but I, I, that actually is what i would try to do i think that makes the most sense just for oh because especially if you could crush these like if you're doing full sugar like lemonade has a lot of sugar Mm -hmm. at base so um, i feel like this would be a good beverage to make in a big pitcher you know and just have it kind of poolside yeah i think as long as you drink it fast enough that it didn't lose its carbonation yeah that was the point i was gonna bring up (laughs) beat you to it I know you've done that several times. I was going to comment <laughs> on things yeah. and then you Keg it just, up. just like Keg it start up. talking. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is cool. I mean, it was the first time that I've ever had like a not a pre mixed Shandy or Rattler. Mm-hmm. Got to try it with the ginger ale. That was a new variety for me. And so, definitely pretty cool. I think a lot of times if you go to a pub or a tavern, you could say, hey, I want a Shandy or I want a, a Rattler. And They'll make it to order, and now it's become so popular that brands like Leinenkugel and Stiegel and mm-hmm. uh, you know Sculpin. I think some 
local American breweries have really taken a yeah uh, a like a lightness to like bring in those around the summertime because it's just a really nice refreshing citrusy bright beer and you can tone down the abv in it and and make something that's really good for the Mm -hmm. the summer when you're out in the heat for a long period of time yeah and i really never thought of shandies and rattlers outside the context of you know uh commercially made products uh so it's kind of it's fun to make it yourself a little bit get a little bit different Mm -hmm. flair but just for fun if you don't want to go through making that um, there are a lot of commercial examples. You know, we talked about the big ones like Line and Google and whatnot. But also, Untapped actually posted an article based off of their statistics for the top 10 of 2022. Ooh. So the top 10 of 2022. Number one was Scooter Blood Orange Rattler by Braxton Brewing Company. Uh, 3,800 check-ins with a 3.94 average. Quite high. I feel like that's pretty good. That's pretty high for yeah. for a Rattler. Number two, Tart Cherry Rattler by Waterloo Brewing. Wait, Waterloo Brewing? Is that from Waterloo, Iowa? Waterloo, New York. No, I'm just uh, kidding. I, I don't actually know. No, no I, it's, uh, it's it's from Kitchener, Ontario. Oh. <laughs> Not even close. Very interesting. Uh, number three is Turbo Shandy Citrus Ale by Hoppin' Frog Brewery. Number four, Light and Squeezy Lemon Raspberry Rattler by Confluence. That actually sounds pretty good. Uh, number five, Soft Parade Shandy by Shorts Brewing Company. Number six, Mahalo Pineapple Rattler by Front Street. Is that in Iowa? IA? Front Street Brewery? IA? Oh, Front Street, yeah. Yeah, Front Street, Iowa. Uh, I was just thinking, there's isn't there Front Street in Wilmington? Uh, that is the like name of the... Yeah. French Broad. Front, French Broad. That's, in, <laughs> that's the river in Asheville. Uh, <laughs> number six... Number seven is Summer Shandy by Jacob Line and Google. <laughs> Number eight, Cranberry Turbo Shandy by Hoppin' Frog. Hoppin' Frog on here twice. Number nine is Stiegel, Grapefruit Rattler. And number 10 is Pineapple Rattler by Waterloo. So a couple breweries on here dominating the list with with a couple entries each for the top 10. But lots of uh, check-ins. I mean, not an extremely popular style by any means, but some highly rated uh, check-ins on there. So if you see any of those on the shelves, maybe just uh, consider giving them a try, and you can enjoy it at a nice tailgate or boat day or poolside chilling. What else you guys got about Rattlers and Shandies? Uh, nothing really, but I have to add in a note here that this might this might shake up things in the craft beer world. There is a Front Street Brewery in Wilmington, you are correct, and there's Ooh. also a Front Street Brewery in uh, Davenport, Iowa. Cease and desist. How can that be? Wait, what? 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 I'm surprised there's probably not a lawsuit. <laughs> Honestly, unless, I feel like they're flying. Unless they're affiliated, but how would that have? Uh, how would you have an, an affiliation between a North I don't Carolina? Think they are because I feel like Front Street Brewery on Wilmington is just on Front Street. That's just crazy. I don't know though. Yeah. Well, I think we've kind of touched on all the things we know about Shandies and Rattlers. Mm-hmm. Not really a lot. I mean, like no. It's it's a really interesting topic though, just to like learn about the history. So whimsical, yeah, it is. It's fun. There's fun stories. Beers typically have a really fun backstory in their history. I suppose you know, like learning about how porters were first derived and how you know, like now we're talking about shandies and rattlers, and there's always it always comes from either like a place of need or like a modification mm-hmm. to appease some demographic and then you have a new beer now. Yeah, and it's just funny how things yeah. stick too, like and then become tradition. Oh, one last thing I guess is 
these styles actually you can probably guess because you're mixing in you know other beverages they're not actually like recognized beer styles as far as uh, BJCP. like BJB, BJCP they won't evaluate them although some of the pre-mixed options have been entered into the fruit beer category uh, from what I've seen on the style guidelines but yeah typically they're just they're not considered like their own style, style. It, and it makes sense because it's it's a beer it's a light beer based and then you're adding with stuff a, after yeah an added like ginger beer citrus beverage so so I didn't know that officially, but I figured it when I went through to Untapped and I was trying to find like, oh, well, what shandies have I had? <laughs> and I went through and did beer style of shandies yeah. and was like, that's not anything, lady. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they have to add the name shandy to their title title <laughs> yeah. of the beer. Yeah, but anyway, thought yeah. we should have that disclaimer. Yeah, very good point. Um, I think it's kind of neat that you know it's something kind of that evolved with happenstance with the lemonade and kind of oh yeah oh, kind of making my beer run for a longer period of yeah. time i think stuff like that is really neat i just had this laying around yeah i guess i could throw it in beer <laughs> <laughs> it's almost it's almost Stretch. too convenient i'm like i do kind of question the validity validity of that story but it hey, is really cool don't burst my bubble I know, I'll, I'll let you dream lauren it's thanks. okay thanks dream on. dream on you know what i'm dreaming of Elsie's pick of the week. Elsie's pick of the week. Elsie. Elsie. And it's L C, not E L S I E. Elsie. Oh, no. Assume your positions. Assuming the positions. All right, beer in hand. Hmm. Took a whiff. It's very bright on the nose. Yes, it is. Almost like cherry. Ooh, yeah. Cherry. Smells. Ooh, stuck my nose right in the effervescent carbon. Cherry shell. berry? You mean Cherie Berry? Cherie. The former, <laughs> elevator former elevator form- <laughs> commissioner of commissioner of elevator safety. What was it? What was her actual title? All right, I'm gonna give it a, a swig because it's so full that it's spilling everywhere. Hmm. Whoa. <laughs> it's sweet tart and tart. Very sweet. It's very sweet. I feel like. Unless you're getting more tart. Maybe it's the lemonade playing influence. You just drink water. I should have done that. Cleanse the old palate. No, I'm, I definitely get a component of sweetness for sure. I think the tartness is just maybe a little more abrasive to my palate right now. It could be because I, I took a swig of water and kind of rinsed the remnants of the homemade Rattler. But yeah. also... Okay, so I'm getting... This is weird, but almost like some strawberry. Yeah. I think it's because strawberry is a Mm -hmm. sweet and tart fruit to me. Well, I get that on like the kind of like retro nasal olfaction. (laughs) I'm like getting that strawberry. But I'm also getting some other kind of non-fruit sweetness. Did you have this one hidden or was this one that was just sitting in the fridge? No, it was hidden. It was in my special. It was in your special special pack. You have a special Because if I didn't know, I would say this is like (laughs) strawberry rhubarb. It's not. Sour. I can tell you that. But it's not sour enough for those Edmonds, those ones. Neither oh. of you have had this one. Oh, good. All right, I took a look at it, and the color is deceiving. Like, yeah, it's it's a really <laughs> nice, shiny, clear gold color. Um, I would say it's got good head retention, but I've also been swirling it a bunch, so that could probably be yeah, the culprit I mean, for that. It stayed nicely 
foamy. Uh, I, I can't sweet. I can't pick place that sweetness I'm getting. It's it's like a non fruit sweetness, almost like a. Uh, it's not bready, but it's also not like chocolate or caramel. I don't think. Kind of gives me like strawberry shortcake vibes. Yeah, it's almost, it is like kind of almost like a cake. This is tough. It's not that tart. Like I feel like it's a sour of some sort, or just an insanely. But for me, I'm not like I'm getting very minimal tartness. I wonder if this is a fruit beer. Or like a, I don't know. I feel like it could be a fruit beer. It could be maybe some kind of like wild ale. Although it doesn't really have that like funkiness of a wild mm-hmm. ale. It just is like the like tart and like fruit forward flavor. I just can't believe how clear it is. That's the weirdest thing. Yeah. It's like crystal clear. That should probably help lead our, our pick too. I'm stumped. I feel like I want to say... The only thing I want to put my like my stamp on is something strawberry. <laughs> That's That helps me zero. Um, I don't know. I guess it could be... Yeah, strawberry shortcake might not be... I mean... There are such things like a strawberry shortcake yeah. sour or strawberry shortcake. Uh, I just feel like it doesn't look right for that. It's really throwing me off. It's so clear. Yeah, it, it kind of rules out a few things in my mind for like what style it could be. I'm gonna say it's. I'm just gonna say it's a fruit beer. <clears throat> or no, no, she's giving it a taste. Wow, what kind of a mother are you? Just kidding. Continue. What do you mean continue? continue? Well, I'm. I was curious because you kept saying something consistently, and strawberry. Yeah, and I don't <laughs> taste that. Hmm. Is it like raspberry? Well, it's like a sweet berry. It's. I feel like it's not. Could be raspberry, but it doesn't seem like super tart. So think about Jolly Rancher flavors. Mm. That tastes distinctly like a Jolly Rancher flavor. Like cherry. Green apple, <laughs> blue raspberry. Okay, y'all are completely way off. Okay, really? Jolly Rancher is like the fakest flavor <clears throat> in town. There's only grape, like watermelon. Watermelon. You don't taste watermelon. Maybe. It do could you taste be, watermelon? I do. Like watermelon candy. Yeah, like like the watermelon sucker, like the watermelon Jolly Rancher. Like that flavor, maybe, but it's like very artificial kind of yeah. flavor. And maybe because my palate is not like tainted. Well, you also know what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but it tastes just like that. Okay, so watermelon Jolly Rancher. Mm-hmm. I guess I can see it. It tastes more like cherry Jolly Ranchers to me. Cherry. I mean, I also yeah. haven't had a Jolly Rancher in a very long time, but yeah. Well, <laughs> the style is what's gonna throw me because yeah. all I can think of is it's gotta be like a. A fruit ale, maybe a sour. Yeah, I think it's a, a, a lightly tart sour. Okay. All right, what do we got? Kill us. Um, so this is Founders Brewing Company. Founders. Um, and this is the watermelon goza. Goza. Uh, yeah, okay. that's why. I'm watermelon good. Yeah. Very sweet though. Extremely sweet for a goza. So it is more sweet than what I was anticipating, um, because all of the reviews like comment on it's like subtly sour, salty, a little sweet. Um. See, I didn't get any of the briny saltiness, and the watermelon just tasted very artificial. That's why I think it tastes like a Jolly Rancher. Like it's like that artificial watermelon. It's not yeah. like I guess the I can see that. Watermelon. But... It's an artificial watermelon flavor. 
Hmm. I guess I can see that. I haven't. I mean, I usually. I don't, I'd have to taste a watermelon jelly rancher to see. I feel like that and the cherry overlap the flavor a lot. Cherry just more pungent, but yeah, four point six percent. It was pretty good. I mean, yeah, it was tasty, but it wasn't like yeah. There's a little bit left. I probably wouldn't. Uh, I can I can see the watermelon. It wouldn't. Have, I'm not surprised I didn't think about it first because. Uh, the power of suggestion and i'm like okay yeah it's watermelon i guess but i still think yeah like a a, i can see a strawberry candy the watermelon watermelon came to me like i know exactly what that tastes like in my in my mind and this was not quite there so but also maybe because it's a goza kind of like that sourness kind of contributed and kind of maybe added a layer to that watermelon flavor and threw me off i don't know Interesting though, and I'm very surprised how clear it was. Gozas usually aren't clear; like it was crystal clear. Yeah, like Pilsner clear. <laughs> like uh, I don't know, just um, yeah, threw me off a little bit. Uh, yeah, that was a tough one. That was a very hard one. Thank you for uh, yep challenging us and making You're this. You're welcome. We oh no, we suck again. We suck. Just really living my life, bringing you challenging picks week after week. Week after week. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of week after week, what did you guys learn this week? Um, The historical story behind where the Rattler came from, whether it may or may not be true. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. I learned what a Shandy Gaff was. A Shandy Gaff. Shandy Gaff. Um, I learned that. Lemonade doesn't mean the same in every country. So, (laughs) depending on who you ask, you might be referring to a different beverage. Yeah, exactly. All good things to learn today. But if you learn something, let us know. Comment on our social media. We are on Instagram at East Carolina Beer, on Facebook, East Carolina Beer and Brewing, Twitter at East Beer, and always you can write us a nice, lovely electronic mail message at. East Carolina Beer at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to check out our website, eastcarolinabeer.com, that's uh, always another option. And like we said before, if you enjoy the podcast, if you learned something today, let us know. Leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. And we shall see you in the next episode. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.